Good morning. Welcome to our service on this Remembrance Sunday, our call to worship. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We sing our first hymn, Abide With Me.
Let us pray. God, our heavenly King, you made each one of us to be like you, and blessed us with rich and fruitful earth. You gave humanity responsibility for the good ordering and well-being of the world. Inspire us to work for a world of peace and justice, where all may experience the power of your love. Holy Spirit, you hovered over the world as order came from chaos. Bring order to the chaos of this world. Send us peace. Holy Spirit, you came to the disciples, gathered in fear in the upper room. Inspire and excite us when we are faced with change. Send us peace. Holy Spirit, you enabled the disciples to speak in many languages. Give us gifts of communication across the nations. Send us peace. Holy Spirit, giver of life and love, help us to build your church and your world with the gifts of gentleness, self-control, love, joy and peace. Amen. A prayer of confession. We remember with thanksgiving and sorrow those whose lives in world wars and conflicts past and present have been given and taken away. We confess the things within us which make for conflict. A prayer of confession. We remember with thanksgiving and sorrow those whose lives in world wars and conflicts past and present have been given and taken away. We confess the things in our lives that make for conflict. Our selfishness and greed. Our arrogance, our disdain towards each other, our frustration and our tiredness, for words spoken and unspoken, for actions committed and those things left undone. Forgive us for the times when our actions and our words have brought pain to others. May we in our lives be a source of reconciliation and peace. And may we know that peace that can only come from you to sustain us and equip us in our journey of life and faith that we might know the strength of your forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, that we may forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Psalms, Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. 
The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We sing our next hymn, O God, our help in ages past. Our Gospel reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. It's part of uh, Jesus' teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. This is Matthew 5, verses 1 to 12. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. 
His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Thanks be to God for his word to us this day, on this Remembrance Sunday. Our Act of Commitment Let us commit ourselves to responsible living and faithful service. The answer to each question, I hope we may say we will. Will you strive for all that makes for peace? We will. Will you seek to heal the wounds of war? We will. Will you work for a just future for all humanity? We will and a prayer. Merciful God, we offer you the fears in us that had not yet been cast out by love. May we accept the hope we have placed in the hearts of all people and live lives of justice, courage and mercy through Jesus Christ, our risen Redeemer. Amen. And we move into our act of remembrance. If you feel comfortable, you may stand. Otherwise, we contemplate and reflect together in our moments of silence. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we will Remember them. We will remember them.
We sing the day thou gavest.
for everything there is a season, a time for every matter under the heavens. So says Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. I want to share with you some letters written in 1917. The first from the 10th of April. Dear Florrie, the weather here is also very rough and snowy. Today is very rough, hail and snowstorms, but I'm off work today so I am quite comfortable in the old hut. I got mum's parcel with the chocks and plum pudding last night. I'm going to heat it up and have a slice presently and put some milk on. It'll be extra nice. And then 26th of October, the same year, 1917. Dear Florrie, as I hinted in my last letter, we've been on the move so that I could not get a letter through for a day or two. I can tell you that the marching about with everything to carry is no joke. We had a short train ride, then a fairly long march to another old village and quite a different part of the country. The weather just now is abominable, wet and miserable. Yesterday I was one of a party working for an old French farmer. A hint, a bit of a hint about life. And then a letter from a vicar to one of his parishioners. He says these words. Your mother always finishes any news about the war with a remark. I wish it were all over. A common remark. But she says it in a tone that resembles a prayer. I wish it were all over. On the eve of our entry into the First World War, the British Foreign Secretary, Sir Edward Gray, is reported to have said, the lamps are going out all over Europe. We shall not see them lit again in our lifetime. Four terrible years of intense warfare followed, claiming the lives of more than 16 million soldiers and civilians and leaving another 20 million maimed or injured. The lamps did go out over Europe and no family was untouched by the darkness and even at its conclusion in 1918, it wasn't decisive. It's meant to be the war to end all wars. It only spawned a second conflagration 21 years later, the horrors of Nazism, the death camps of Belsen and Auschwitz, in so many respects were conceived in the mud and blood of Flanders and the Somme. It was only in 1945 did a real peace in Europe start to be established. But now? Now in the Ukraine? Where is that peace? Whatever we think about the European Union or NATO and people in Britain think a lot about those things. It's easy to forget that all those things were born out of a desire for peace after half a century of war. We may wish to question how it evolved. But we must never again imagine our well-being can be separated from the well-being of our neighbour. Our neighbour. And those who do not learn from history condemn themselves to suffer its consequences again. And today, across our nation, we begin to solemnly remember. We remember the failures of diplomacy. We remember the lust for power, 
We remember the foolishness of politicians and generals, and no doubt bishops and newspaper editors as well, who colluded with the myths of war and failed to bring it to a swift end, and failed to prevent it starting in the first place. And above all, we remember lives which had been lost. Those endless names carved onto memorial stone in every church, in every village, in every town, the length and breadth of Europe. Each one a life. Each one bearing the hope of a future that was denied them. Each one someone's beloved. It is impossible to imagine tragedy and carnage on such a scale. Although reading the letters and papers and seeing footage of those bore it, and sometimes the great poems, that dreadful picture does start to appear. And so each year, we wear the poppy. What do you do with your poppy after Remembrance Day? Do you throw it away? Or do you keep it for next year? Does it languish in a drawer until you come across it a few months later? Or perhaps you have a particular place for it, next to a picture of a loved one. Maybe you cradle it for a while, as you look and remember. At the moment, a number of our churches have poppies outside and inside over crosses, on railings. And we've had over the years some amazing uh, poppy installations, whether it be, uh, remember the Tower of London, remember St George's Hall and Carnarvon Castle? Uh, schools have poppies outside, churches do. All a symbol of remembrance. The poppy is a symbol of our remembering. So the question again, what will you, what will I do? with our remembering after Remembrance Day. Today there are many acts of remembrance. Uh, there were many acts on Friday. What happens next Tuesday and the next day and the next day? Will we place our remembering away until next year when we get it out again and brush it off? Because if we place our remembering along with our poppies to one side, then we have not remembered at all rightly this weekend. Right remembering is about more than setting aside a day in each year to remind ourselves of the facts. Remembering rightly is about how we live in light of those facts, especially today, as a community, as a nation, in our world. Today, it is time for remembrance. For remembrance is a duty, not an option. Remembrance Sunday draws human beings together in a way that's almost unique. Young and old gather to remember and to reflect, each allowing some aspect of the reality of war to touch their soul. Some who gather will bring new or not so new memories of active service. Some will carry in their heart the memory of a special loved one who made the ultimate sacrifice. Many will be stretching their imaginations to try and grasp what those people must be feeling. All 
will be praying that a time rolls forward where human beings will find ways of resolving their differences and repelling aggressors which do not involve warfare. What must it be to be in Ukraine and to reflect on remembrance on this day? Perhaps in our own recollection, we think of our loved ones and stories of loved ones communicated to us. But in all this remembering, sometimes people say very little. Some people fall silent on the subject. For some, silence was the only language they could somehow do justice to the feeling, the memory and the imagination. So perhaps silence is a true language of remembrance. But of course there are two kinds of silence. One is because no one wants to communicate. It's frosty, thick, awkward, hostile silence, which is an outward expression of hostility. She isn't talking to me. Such silence is a form of shouting. It's often a prelude to violence. The guns, the bombs, they only fall when the talking has stopped. But the other kind of silence is calm and mutual. It's the recognition that what matters most matters is more than what we can ever say. And so we honour the fact by shutting up for a bit. And the silence of Armistice Day, the silence of today, is that kind of silence. It's the recognition that in order to do justice to what's happened, to do justice to the cost of war, its sacrifice and its shame, we need not tell another story or sing another song. Rather, we need to be silent. We need to be silent together. We need to recognise that sometimes the most important thing we can do is to hold our tongue. There is a time to be silent and a time to speak. I wonder if you've noticed this with war veterans. The important thing is not the war stories they tell us, but the war stories they don't tell us. The memories that are unspeakable, the experiences which can't or shouldn't be told. But we know too that the power of remembrance is that while it connects us with sadness, it also inspires us in hope. We remember not to allow the past to capture us in its worst moments, but to build us up for the future. We remember not only to honour the fallen, but to raise them in our hearts and to promise to live lives worthy of their sacrifice. It is, friends, our duty this day to ensure that those who in the cause of peace have given and continue to give their lives, their health, their youth, are honoured and remembered. But it's also our responsibility in our remembering to vow to give of ourselves for the good of humanity especially for the generations to come, who will themselves one day stand in silent remembrance and also in hope. When you remove your puppy, think about what you'll do with it and what you'll do with your remembering, that it may symbolise our unity in our remembering with others. Perhaps you'll place it in a particular safe space where it can continue to nudge you in your remembering. But let it be a symbol of the vision God calls to us to take up in our future, individually, as a community, as a nation, that by our living, 
are hoping we will remember them. Amen. We sing, Restore, O Lord. time
Let us pray. On this Remembrance Sunday, let us bring before the God of peace our prayers for the world, the Church and all her people. Merciful God, we pray for peace in our hearts and homes, in our nations and our world. The peace which is your will. The peace which we so badly need. We recollect Epes and the Somme, Mons and Verdun, the Western Desert, El Alamein, the Normandy beaches, Dresden, Hiroshima and the Burma Road. Remember Korea, the Falkland Islands, Northern Ireland, Iraq and Afghanistan. We remember the Ukraine and Syria, Myanmar. We remember the courage, the comradeship, the ingenuity, the spirit of working together for a common cause, the planning together for a better world that would come with peace. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We pray for all who suffer for their fidelity to the calling to be your witnesses. For all who suffer for trying to live by the truth they have received. For all who are slandered, ill-treated, falsely imprisoned or tortured. Crucified and risen Lord, may they, sharing your anguish, know that they will also share your victory at the going down of the sun and in the morning. We will remember them. We pray for all those who have been broken in battle, for those who weep and for those who can no longer weep, for those who feel the anguish and for those who have lost the capacity to feel, for all prisoners and for all jailers, for those who exist in war-torn lands and for those who no longer have a homeland. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We pray for all who stir up strife, for all who make a profit out of all the misery of others, for all who believe that war is inevitable. We bring to you the particular needs of those who have had to flee countries, for those who find themselves in our own country seeking refugee status and asylum status. And we remember those who have died in their quest for freedom. We thank you, God, for all who care for others. Bless each of us in our caring and in our receiving of care. Lord, we pray that you may hold us fast, that at the last we may enter into the peace and joy of your kingdom. We think of those for whom today is a hard day, filled with pain and sorrow. May they know the nearness of your presence. For we pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Saviour. Amen. We sing our final hymn, Lord of all hopefulness. Ever childlike.
us, we pray. Your bliss in our hearts, Lord, at the break of the day. Lord of all eagerness, Lord of all faith, whose strong hands were skilled at the plain and the lathe, be there at our labours and give us, we pray, your strength in our hearts, Lord, at the noon of the day. Lord of all kindliness, Lord of all grace, your hands swift to welcome, your arms to embrace. Be there at our homing and give us, we pray, your love in our hearts, Lord, at the eve of the day. Lord of all gentleness, Lord of all calm, whose voice is contentment, whose presence is balm, be there at our sleeping and give us, we pray, your peace in our hearts, Lord, at the end of the Friends, thank you for joining us today in our act of worship for Remembrance Sunday. A final blessing. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Give honour to all. Love and serve the Lord. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit remain with us always. Amen. Friends, may God bless you. Amen. <laughs>